Welcome back to the epitome of suffering that is the That's Facts podcast with Clamp and Cougar. What's up, man? Oh, man, it feels great to be back. We were finally getting back consistent, and then we we, we fell off again. We're uh, saving our legacy tonight. Facts, yo. I'm, I'm watching a baseball game right now, and I'm still doing this. I'm dedicated. Let's go. We're back. Woo! Um, <laughs> Uh, welcome back to the epitome of suffering that is the That's Facts podcast. I'm your host, Jackson Cougar, whatever you want to call me. But me today, I got my co-host, um, Clamp David, whatever you want to call him. And we're finally back. And we had a good bit to talk about. Spring is pretty much over for every Pac-12 team. We've got a new commissioner. UCLA. Yeah, UCLA is selling, bro. I don't know what they're doing. Threats. Their contract, bro. But uh, we got it. We got a new commissioner. We got a new rule change. We got some transfers. We got some roster moves and, and so on and so forth. So this is, this is an exciting day, an exciting podcast. So I'm ready to go, Clamp. Any opening thoughts? Yeah. Um, I'm not going to lie. I forgot the new commissioner's name. But since like the day we reacted to it, everyone was laughing at him. I'm actually not that mad anymore, by the way. Um, yeah, he's definitely saved his legacy in the first like week or two that he's had the job. Yeah, I mean, I don't know why it needed saving. It's not like he did anything wrong, <laughs> but he just seemed like a Larry Scott hire at first. But no, 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 he's kind of looking good. He's looking all right. You know what I mean? Players are yeah. transferring into the Pac-12 right now um, from other Power 5 conferences more than I've ever seen in both football and basketball. I think... Larry Scott being on the way out made people say, hey, I like the West Coast. That's where I used to live as a kid. I'm going to come back. And we don't talk basketball here, but, I mean, five players from the state of Washington coming back to play for the Huskies. Come I mean, the Larry, Scott, the Larry Scott effect is already going. Um, Larry Scott holding back the Pac-12. Literally. It's, like, like, it's so obvious. <laughs> Straightforward. His yeah. name is George Klyevkov. I think that's how you say it. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to call him George K because that sounds cooler. Um, when we first hired him, I was upset because his job title was that he worked with MGM. Um, and that just seems fishy. He just seems like another dude with a lot of money that's going to find a way to mess it up again. Um, but so far, he seemed to have a, a very... Um, detailed interest in, in the student athletes and the universities. Um, he's already gone out of his way to make a rule change to help student athletes and universities by uh, getting rid of that stupid, uh, you have to sit out a year if you transfer in conference rule. Um, and then he seems like very intent on getting a new TV deal done. So I like this dude right now. Yes. Uh, I'm definitely complain. happy about that transfer rule. Because I am tired of my Washington Huskies being blamed for that rule. I don't know why we're blamed for that rule, but um, Jimmy Lake hates to, fun. Due to uh, Jimmy Lake hates fun. Um, but what's what's funny about people blaming Jimmy Lake specifically about that? That's the worst part of it. I can handle people saying Washington, but the fact that it's Jimmy Lake taking the blame. Jimmy Lake wasn't even the coach when the Yankoff one happened. Jimmy, bro. 
<laughs> just stepping in the way of every single Pac-12 move. Jimmy, Jimmy Lake, Lake is or, the reason that Jimmy we don't Lake have is a the originator game. of the original rule. Jimmy Lake is just Larry Scott behind a mask. <laughs> Commie Lake. Oh, man. Uh, also, in some, some Pac-12 news, Utah, bro. I do before we before we go any further. I do want to talk about Utah. They are trying so hard right now, and I enjoy it. I like this. This is some energy that I like to see. Um, I do think that the Pac-12 South at this point is just almost exclusively between Utah and ASU, and Utah is trying to get some uh, some separation. They've gotten three transfers in the past two days. That's impressive. Um, yes. And if Utah and Washington oh, scouts oh, agree oh. on a player, then they're probably pretty good. Probably, now, Brandon McKinney right. is not very good in my Bro. experience of watching him. Bro, that's not nice. You're sounding like Jimmy Lake right now. Hey, <laughs> hey I'm trying to block his transfer right now. <laughs> he doesn't keep his eligibility, though. Oh, man. Um, no, um, Brandon McKinney didn't play very well at Washington in his limited playing time. Um, but Josh Calvert got zero playing time for three years, despite being marginally better than the inside linebacker we were starting. Um, uh, and I'm pretty confident in saying that he's better than the linebacker we were starting, Jackson Sermon. But, you know, you live and learn. If Josh Calvert has a great season this year for Utah, I'm sure Bob Gregory will feel just silly. Yeah, definitely. For sure. Um, so Utah is going to let Calvert cook, which is fun. I'm excited to see that. Um, they also got Theo Howard from Oklahoma. That's the big have... one to me. I agree. Do they have their wide receiver one? Do they have? Oh, he has to be. I mean, who else would Yeah. Have? I mean, yeah, I agree. You could he's, say Britton Covey targets wise, but he's not, he's not a wide receiver one. He's not a guy you can line up and throw a one on one to. Well, maybe he is now. He's had eight years to develop, so. <laughs> yeah, man. Theo Howard's volume is going to be huge at Utah. Like, he's going to get a lot of targets. And then a few weeks ago, um, they got a running back from Cincinnati, uh, Tavian uh, Thomas. I don't know anything about this dude. He played at Cincinnati. He had 689 career yards. Um, And I think, I want to say it was a a year or two. Then he went to community college, and now he's transferring to Utah. So Utah is is really bulking up in the transfer portal this offseason, and I like that. Yes. Um, They got two offensive weapons and a couple of Husky coach defensive weapons. So, you know, um, you can't really go too wrong with that. I'm trying to think of previous Husky defenders to transfer within the Pac-12. Can you remember off the top of your head any? Off the top of my head, I could not. Me neither. I mean, Nick, um, Nick Bolton, I think he may have signed and transferred. No, he just decommitted. Um, I think there was one that – oh, Ale Cajo signed oh, and transferred. Yeah. Um, but no, none of those guys ever played for UW. Even then, none of them even went through a full fall with UW on the bench. So, but right. so Brandon McKinney and Josh Calvert may set a bit of a precedent in that regard. Um, 
the new transfer culture in college football is changing things because Dub used to never have anyone leave the program, and they still are pretty good at keeping most players in the program, but it seems impossible to everyone now. Yeah, and I, and I also think that it's a little bit overrated in the way that we judge that. Like, Washington State had a lot of guys that left in the past, like, two seasons. And I think that that's really overrated, especially since we went through a coaching change. It's like that's naturally going to happen. And even if people, like, didn't like Rolo, you got to understand, that's just the nature of college football now. Like, people leave. Players go to different universities. And, like, it might suck. It might seem, like, weird. But that, I mean, it's just kind of the nature of college football. Things change. That's, that's what happens. want their teams to run, they want different types of people, and they want different types of players, so, I mean, obviously, different things have to happen. I think that's why you see Washington State also be active in the transfer portal, because Rolo wants to accelerate the process of getting his type of player on the roster, same as Jimmy Lake, he wanted to accelerate the of getting his type of players, like like Jeremiah Martin, for example. He's right, like, like his, he's his, an exact Jimmy Lake type of player. His hateful, no fun players that just hate everything about life. See, you know if we're going to be doing this for the rest of the podcast, it's not going to be very fun. Um, oh, no, man. I mean. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Jeremiah Martin hates fun. <laughs> Jeremiah Martin hates the kids. Jeremiah Man, we got to stop. <laughs> um, All right, we're, we're 10 minutes through. This is perfect timing to begin transitioning into talking about the teams of the Pac-12 in, in the sport that we love the most, college football. Um, so where do you want to start, Clamp? We got a few teams on the list that we want to talk about. Where do we want to start today? Well, with the with my favorite of the teams we're talking about today, the Arizona Wildcats. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> Your frustration <laughs> is hilarious. Oh, um man. Well, Arizona, they got a new head coach, Mr. Jed Fish. He has never been an official head coach of a college football team. However, he was the interim head coach at UCLA. Um, and that didn't go well. I don't recall it going well. Otherwise, he'd probably still have a college football job. Well, now he does. Whatever. Um, yeah, we were all confused by the hire. A few months later, I'm at the same place. I don't know about you, but I'm still a little confused. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought Brent Brennan was going to be the option, a guy that knows how to be a team builder and a guy that knows how to make the most out of his players after an undefeated season at San Jose State where he won a conference title. I thought he was going to be the guy, and um, no. No, um, that was not the case. Yeah. Um, but then they hire, go and hire Brennan Carroll off the Seattle Seahawks staff, um, who coached elite offensive <laughs> lines in the Seahawks <laughs> program. No, I'm kidding. They were bad. Um then they've got they went and got Don Brown as the defensive coordinator, which I'm higher on than a lot of 
people are. I am. I know he had a bad season in 2020 at Michigan. I mean, that doesn't mean anything to me. Um, well, hold up. Before you move on, I, my only issue is I think it was a bad couple of seasons. Like, it just continued to reel off for him. Like, it was really good, and then it was just, eh. And then it was well, just top, bad. Well, top 15 from 2015 to 2019, I believe. Now, 2019 was a bit of a drop-off. And then 2020 was a free fall, but 2019 was still pretty good. I mean, and obviously Michigan talent and Arizona talent isn't the same thing. However, you're still looking at it. I think you're still looking at a guy that's going to be a competent defensive coordinator. A lot of people are asking, okay. like, he's, he's a bad coach. No, he's probably the best coach on the staff, and he's probably and he's a good coach at the end of okay. the day. Yeah, um, I, I can agree with that. Then you have – then – um. They picked up one more coach who I was very interested in than picking up, which was Jordan Pow Pow out of um, – who was from Washington. That's the only reason I'm interested in him. I'm not going to lie. But he coached – Jordan, uh, he bro, coaches who tight are ends. you? He coaches uh, tight ends, um, which is pretty big to get a former Wash- – the Washington tight ends coach who brought up Hunter Bryant, um, Drew Sample, a little bit of Kate Otten, but – he was the I UW. Do nobodies. Come on, man. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so he's a good coach. He's definitely one of their better coaches on the staff as well. They added an alumni. Uh, they added a couple of alumni to the coaching staff in Teddy Bruski and Chuck Cecil. So overall, I actually think they did pretty good with the coaching staff. Jed Fish did. Um, okay. Except for Brendan Carroll. I do not understand. As your offensive coordinator? No. Come on. He, if we're being real, he only got hired because his last name is Carroll. Um, that's the only reason he was with the Seahawks. Um, <laughs> he is not a good coach. This um, man's legacy is just his father's legacy tag. <laughs> on his last name. This man's legacy is a name tag. That's that's crazy. Um, this, but let's talk about is, their roster. We haven't gotten into that at all. Um, their quarterback situation. We've got Gunner Cruz and Will. Uh, well, we got Gunner Cruz. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we got Gunner Cruz. Um, he's from Washington State. He couldn't win the job over a true freshman last year. That doesn't inspire confidence. He didn't look great in the spring game. He made a few nice throws, but didn't look great. Um, I definitely think Gunner Cruz will be towards the bottom echelon of Pac-12 quarterbacks. I'm pretty confident in saying that, unfortunately, um, for my Arizona Wildcats. You know, I'm a Tucson kid. Um, running backs, got Drake Anderson and um, I believe Tilford is his name. Um, it's something Tilford. Okay. Um, Mr. Mr. Tilford? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nate, Nathan Tilford, I was right. Okay. There you go. Um, Tilford and Nathan, bro. Yeah, um, he, he, he's a... He could be a somebody this year, I, I think. Um, maybe not. Wide receiver is actually one of their strong points. You've got Cunningham, number 11. forgot his first name, but that guy's actually pretty good. Um, then they've got Jamari Joyner and Stanley Berryhill, who will headline the position. Pretty good group there, pretty good group. Um, I definitely... So it's not going to kill the Pac-12 that Arizona's receivers are those guys. 
you know. It's not it's not that big of a deal. No, no, no. Not at all. Take it or leave it. Pretty good guys, but you're not win games with them. And they've got, you know, the offensive line. It's pretty under-recruited by Kevin Sumlin. At the end of the day, I don't blame Jed Fish for what happened this season because Kevin Sumlin really did gut this team. And he was allowed to do it for three full seasons. <laughs> I guess 2020, you two and a, half. a full season, yeah. but Not even but, half, two and a quarter. Yeah, um, but you can – but but he still got the whole year of 2020 as well in the recruiting cycle oh, yeah, of ruining his the finger, team. Right, his fingertips are all over this disastrous Arizona roster. Yeah. Um, defensively, they have a few stand- guys that I think are going to be standout players, but I don't think it's going to be a good unit. I definitely think Jalen Harris is going to be good. Jason Harris as well. Um, um, a few... Colorado Buffalo fans that we know have claimed that Jason Harris is not good at football, actually. (laughs) So, so, um, there's that. I'm sorry if you're you're, um, listening, Jason, but um, that was just the information provided by our sources, that you are not good. Um, (laughs) You are tall, though. I'll give you that. then they've got Isaiah Rutherford, Chris Roland Wallace, and the rest are nobodies. <laughs> no, um, no, um, the rest, take it or leave it. Um, no, that you had it right the first time. They're nobodies. This, look, you can go from top to bottom, one to however many players are on this roster. Um, you won't find very many stars or like. Uh, quote, needles in the haystack, uh, diamonds in the rough, or whatever you want to say. But I don't think that this is, like, a terrible roster. Like, this team is going to win a couple games that they should not because that's just the nature of college football and especially the Pac-12. Um, let's talk about their games. Let's do it. But, but I definitely think that their peak is, like, 3-9, and nine, if I'm being real. I think it's 5-7. and seven. Maybe 4-8. and eight. I'll give them 4-8. and Okay. Eight. See, I think every team at least has a every Power Five team at least has a five and seven, because any team can find momentum. Any team can go on a little three-game win streak against teams they shouldn't beat. Um, it's usually by accident, like um, twenty eighteen <laughs> Colorado Buffaloes, for example. That team wasn't good. However, they found a way to go on a five-game winning streak against pretty poor competition. But at the same time, they were they unraveled. They showed who they really were eventually through the season. So, and that kind of worries me about this year's um, Colorado team. The fact that they went four and one last year and maybe they'll, maybe they won't be able to sustain success, but it's a new coaching regime. It's all different. Everything changes when you get a new coach. So we'll see. Maybe Carl Durrell we'll put together a great season for Colorado. And that would that make would me happy. Awesome. Yeah, that would be, that would be cool. Um, so they got BYU at Allegiant Stadium. Um, I will be there. Um, <laughs> that's probably the biggest news we're going to get from that game. Um, Puka Nakua. Puka Nakua versus Chris Roland Wallace. Remember that play against Arizona when Puka Nakua broke like three tackles from the same dude? The best career, the best play of his career, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the second best. This other one was also a 65-yard touchdown against, I think, Chris Rowan Wallace. But um, Oh, man. 
But um, Chris, bro. Yeah, he's had he's had his struggles with Puka Nakua specifically. However, he's a good corner. Um, BYU by ten. Um, oh man, it's it, look we're however many months away from this game, like four or five months away from this game. Come game week, I don't know what my what I'm gonna pick. I'm probably gonna end up leaning Arizona if you pick uh, BYU, especially. But at this point. I think Arizona's going to find a way. I feel like that game is going to suck. I probably won't watch it. I'm just going to react to your messages um, and move from there. To be honest, (laughs) just a nice looking stadium. (laughs) I ain't there for Arizona football, I'll tell you that. Um, If I'm being SDSU and NAU, they'll win both those ball games. Um, I think by a sustainable. I know SDSU, they competed with Colorado last year, blah, blah, blah. I don't care. Um, I agree. I don't think they're very good. Um, I think Arizona gets them pretty good there um, and beats them like 24 to 10 or something. Then we've got NAU. Um, they're going to beat Who? NAU. Who cares? Who? <laughs> Nobody's. Um, then they're at Oregon. Arizona's going to win that ball game 35-0. Um <laughs> No. Um, okay. No. No. Hold up. Hold up. For real though, if Arizona comes in that game three, three, three and zero. Oh, no. Stop. 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 No. 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 Listen. <laughs> Oregon. Oregon has a loss against Ohio State. They have a Mickey Mouse win against Stony Brook. Arizona isn't gonna win this game, but like Arizona might might embarrass might Oregon in terms of. They might think they're gonna win the game going in. <laughs> You know, they don't teach a whole lot at Arizona. They'll see three wins versus two wins and think they're the better team. I'm, I'm um, telling you, bro. I'm telling you. It just watch Arizona, like, flirt for, like, a half. Oregon's going to blow this game out. But, like, give it, like, a half. Arizona's going to compete. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Um, okay. Maybe. I can take that. Then UCLA off a bye. Oh, after a bye. Yeah, after a bye. Ooh, DTR. <laughs> DTR, <laughs> DTR, buddy. Don't sell. This game, this game is at home. Oh my gosh, it's like perfectly set up for Arizona to win. I'm gonna for pick DTR. UCLA probably, but it's pretty set up. Who does? What is UCLA? What's UCLA doing before that? What you doing? Oh, DT, oh, DTR. They're playing like, a- Hawaii. They're, they're playing ASU before that, by the way. Um, UCLA is while Arizona's on a bye. Um, UCLA is playing ASU. Either they'll come back and look to embarrass uh, Arizona or they'll come and try to embarrass them and just miserably fail and lose by, like, 13. Yeah. And I think that the latter is kind of more realistic, if I'm being 110% honest. If DTR ends his senior year with a loss to Arizona, that'll solidify his legacy. Well, and not in a point, good way. At this point, DTR is already in Hawaii. He had already been sent back to the island. Right, right. He doesn't make it to this point. <laughs> this is and this is his career is, a, uh, is, is is his redemption arc is already broken by then. We're just gonna skip at Colorado, Washington, and USC. They're losing all those ball games. Um, then Cal, they have a shot there. I'd say they November need to win 6th. that game. I think. Yeah, that would be big, and that would be detrimental to Cal's recruiting if they were to go to Arizona and lose. Um, <laughs> I was about to say, who the hell wants to go to Cal? I <laughs> 
the same people that are deciding between Cal and Arizona as well. That's down <laughs> terrible. What am I saying? Those people are very successful people getting scholarships yeah. from Cal. They're smart people. Yeah. Athletically, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, then we're going to skip the last three games, Utah at Washington State at ASU. They ain't winning none of those games. Um, over, final record, over, uh, hold up, hold up. Over under 35 points in these combined three games. Well, they're going to score three against Utah. They're going to score about 14 against Washington State. There will be a lot of passing in that game. Okay, so I'm at 17. I need 17 versus ASU. Yeah. You know what? They're going to do it. They're going to lose 52 to 17. <laughs> They're going to do it. They're going to pull it okay. off. Uh, I'll take the under just to be ignorant. Uh, <laughs> Bro, there's 10 sh- points per game. They get, they get shut out the last three games. <laughs> no, they're not getting shut out by Washington today. They beat Cal 3 to nothing and they just don't score. Uh, <laughs> 2 to well, nothing. Probably, like, they're gonna get Remember least when 10. Cal Stanford was 2 0 and me and you were just cracking up? <laughs> <laughs> we thought that was gonna be the final score. <laughs> One more field goal, that's the game, buddy. Oh my god. And it's okay. blocked by Stanford. <laughs> yeah, oh these, my god. All right, who we got three, next? Arizona Cal? We got Cal next. Arizona's 3 and 9. Yeah, um, 3 and 9, 4 and 8. So they're gonna be trash. Um, yeah. Cal. Their coaching is terrible. Um, I don't think that their roster is very talented. You still have to go through it. I don't like talking about Cal. I feel the same way about Cal as I do about Stanford. I hate talking about these teams because they suck. And it's not fun. And nobody not, they don't wants play to hear a good this. brand of football. They don't play a no. fun brand of football. Like we um, said, the other 10 teams, I, I will say confidently, the other 10 teams are fun to follow. Cal and Stanford are not. Yeah, um, like I enjoy following Arizona. I enjoy paying attention to it because it is so sad, and it it just makes me feel better about myself every single time. There's just nothing good about Cal. Oh my god, no, this is nothing a to it. I don't care. They suck. All right, let's get into. We know their coaching staff. You got Justin Wilcox. They did make a change. They lost Tim DeRuder. Addition by subtraction there. Um, because Deruder's one of the was always a bad D coordinator. I always felt like he held back all the talent Cal had on defense from Cameron Bar- By- Cameron Bynum. <laughs> he think about this: he had a defense with Cam Bynum, Evan Weaver, um, Keone Dang, um, and went seven and five. Um, and Elijah Hicks. That's a pretty good. That's a pretty solid group to build around there, and. Tim DeRuder was really a bad D coordinator. Um, now they have Peter Sermon calling the plays, and he is a sermon, so football <laughs> isn't really his forte. But um... <laughs> no, 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 no. We're good. We're good. We're good. Um, so roster wise, they have a few. They have two good weapons, I'd say. Not that they have a quarterback that could really get them the ball effectively, but Kakoa Crawford and Nico Ramigo. Who has a great name to say? I love. Him. I love Nico his name. Ramigo. Oh my god. Um. Yeah, they've got those two weapons. They'll build around that. Um. Christopher Brown Jr. is still there, right? Uh yes, he's, to my knowledge. He's slowly becoming one of those guys that's at the same team forever. Um, Just doesn't leave. 
hides yeah. on the roster for as long as possible. Because he was on the Cal, he was running the ball for Cal when they beat us in our Pac-12 championship year. So been there a little while, Chris, buddy. Chris, graduate, bro. Stop and they have Damian Moore, who I thought really shined as a freshman at running back. He was nice. Um, mm-hmm. And defensively, um, they've got they've still got Keone Dang, um, Elijah, and Elijah Hicks. That'll kind of carry their unit. Um, what they have at corner replacing Cam Bynum, um, I know they have Colin Gamble. He was someone that was a re- really underrated recruit, I thought, but he hasn't played a lot at Cal. Um, he's a sophomore. He was in the, I guess he was in the 2020 class, so he was young, but uh, he's going to play a lot this year. I think he even got on the field a few times as a true freshman last year. And then they have, oh, geez. Oh, come on, man. Why? Shigozi. <laughs> And Newsium. <laughs> Chikozi and Newsium, a 6'2 corner from the 2018 class. Um, yeah, he's also – he's pretty good in my opinion. Um, so, yeah, that's what they have replacing Cam Bynum. Um, up front, they got Aaron Maldano. Um, he's pretty big. So that's cool. Pause. Whoa, 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 whoa. Chill, chill, chill. <laughs> um, he he is a um, he is two hundred and eighty pounds is what I meant. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> About that. Um, let's let's look at their schedule. Um, they've got Nevada. That's Carson Strong and company. But they're they're losing win. that game. They're losing that game. That's so funny. They're losing that game. The cow's gonna lose. Him. They're losing to Nevada, bro. Their wide receiver one is Marquis Spiker, and I've never seen him before. No, they're not. The they Romeo Langford of no, the Huskies. No, no, no. That, that's not their wide receiver one. They got that one dude. Um, <laughs> they got that Wait, one that dude. Wait, that one dude is still there? Um, what's yeah, his name? Yeah, Ro- Romeo Dobbs or Dubes or however you say it. Yeah, Dobbs. that guy. Yeah, that guy's pretty good, actually. Doobies, um, doubles. I don't know how to say his name, but Romeo. That dude's still there. Wait, so they got a guy named Romeo, and they have Romeo Langford, the guy that never shows up to any games but has potential. <laughs> Marcus so. Spiker. Um, then they're at TCU, <laughs> so if you so you think they're starting Owen too? They absolutely are. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sac State. Come on. Well, they do have Jordan Chin. <laughs> Chin of Jordan. Is gonna carry Sac State to a victory over Cal. No, they're not. Um, they're How one happy and two on think... yours. I have them beating Nevada. I'm not gonna lie. How happy do you think PNW will be if they beat Sac State? Or if Sac State you mean beats... Sac State beats them? Yeah. PNW will be elated to see his guy. <laughs> Actually, he'll be really mad. He'll be like, "You shouldn't have let this guy go." <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Oh my god! Oh man, we uh, we're never getting anywhere with this podcast. Um, um, at, got, Washington, at Washington, they're not, they're not winning that game. Um, yeah, nah. Um, my guy PNW, shout out to him. He runs a good page. I think we it's PNW you, Arsenal. Um, PNW. definitely one of the growing Huskies pages of the of the century. Um, right. we've got. Now I guess he's not just a Huskies page. He covers a lot, kind of like he's, me. He, I would say he's kind of like you, but better. 
Um, you got Washington State. <laughs> you got Washington State. That's their homecoming game. So I got Cal winning. Um, Kill yourself, bro. If you just call me we, worse. You call me worse than my guy PNW, bro. As like, bad as we play in Berkeley, there's no way that we're losing the Cal. If we lose the Cal, um, Nick Rolovich is a bad coach, a bad head coach. Because we've got oh well we've got at Utah and USC before that oh man <laughs> so um, so Oregon of course has a bye anyways so Cal being off a bye against Oregon doesn't really help they beat Oregon last year they know Tim DeRuiter's defense is but there losing no. is there upset no. lining up here no okay Did moving play on Colorado they're losing this game. And they got Oregon State. Nobody wants to watch this game. Then they've got Arizona. Nobody wants to watch this game. And they've got USC. Weirdos are going to watch this game. Then they go to Stanford. Cancel this game. (laughs) Cancel this game. Then they've got at UCLA. I guarantee you. Cal Cal Stanford starts with a safety again this year. You know what I'm you know what I'm gonna bet? What? It's gonna be a a blocked punt out of the back of the end zone to start the game. You know, you know what you know what? It's gonna be early second quarter. There's gonna be nothing in the first quarter. Just nothing. What's insane is I predicted the Cal Stanford game to be two to four. And I actually got the fact that there would be a safety in the game right. Which is incredible. That That's is amazing. I think I think that should count as a win for last year. It doesn't give me it doesn't give me the season, but um but um that's a great prediction. I also predicted the Ace of Turner interception. You assisted it, but yeah, I predicted yeah. it first. It's kind of a um, mob. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um so what do we got Cal going here? Five and seven? Uh for me, I have them losing to Nevada, uh Washington. They could be Washington State realistically because we have two really tough games and then we never play good at Cal and it's their homecoming, but no. Um, at this point, they I'd say they have uh, four losses, one and four to start the season. A bye, and they've got at Oregon one and five, Colorado one and six, Oregon State one and seven. No, 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 Arizona. No, I'm so serious. Do you think I'm kidding? I think you're absolutely going way too far with your Cal hate here. They are not starting the season one and fucking seven. Who, who are they beating here? Nevada. I'm damn near scared of them. Because you haven't beat them in 10 years. I would be too. Four. No, Nevada, like. Four. It's only been four years. They should win that Nevada game. They might win that Washington State game. But I don't think that they win either. Okay. Okay. I don't think that they win either at this point. So I'm saying that they start one and seven. They they could beat Oregon State. I mean, I don't know who's going to watch this game. I, I may, we might not even know who wins this game. We might not find out until the end of the year. Who knows? Well, why would we find out at the end of the year? What are we checking that for? You're <laughs> Come right. On. So nobody knows the result of this game. One, six, and one. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Just one and six. Okay, one after this game, and then they've got Arizona. It just never happened. It just never happened. Then they've got Arizona. They need to win this game. Like they have to win this game. It's a must win. Like I think it's a must win. Yeah. The fuck. (laughs) Like, (laughs) 
it's a must win for both teams in this terrible, atrocious matchup of the two worst teams in the back 12. And they've got USC, they're not winning that at Stanford. They could win that at UCLA, they won't. So I'm thinking like three and nine to two and 10, which is crazy. You're mad disrespectful. And I don't even like Cal this year. I have them going five and seven. I don't like Cal. However, four, you okay, are I, being mad disrespectful. I'll say four and eight. I'll say. Four I think eight. Cal could go as good as seven and five. I'll say four and eight, but no Cal fans are listening to this podcast, so I'm not scared. What are Cal fans? Who? Who are Cal fans? <laughs> <laughs> that one guy. Oh, that one guy. All right, let's cover USC, a real team. Um, well, oh, did of. you want to go to Colorado, or do you want? <laughs> Well, I just have the links of the two four seven things here set up. Very cool. USC USC. So, um, got a little depth chart here. Of course, comes with recruiting rankings. Thanks, um, <laughs> thanks USC. Age. I what well, what could I do without recruiting rankings on your actual college depth chart? Um, oh man. So we got Keaton Slovis. Who? Second best quarterback in the Pac-12. Him? Yes. That dude. That's right. Um, then ooh, they're predicting Keontae Ingram over Veve Malapea. Interesting. I mm, I don't know how I feel about that. They're gonna miss Stephen Carr. Uh, they're gonna miss a combination of Carr or Step. I don't think that they're gonna miss both of them. I just they're think gonna miss, like a, they're gonna miss both of them. That brought well, power, will... car brought speed, and Malapaya and Ingram both don't really have speed, and none of them really have the power step had. They're gonna miss they're they're not gonna run the ball well this year. And I think that last season, a lot of what I predicted their success off of was from their run game. They set up a lot of stuff in their run game. I do think that their run game's gonna take a step back. Um, so which is another reason why I think that they're gonna kinda stink this year. Um Yeah. Now here's one of their X factors. Gary Bryant Jr. returned kicks last year, um, decided to go to USC over ASU in Washington on signing day. Terrible it was decision. a huge, yeah, terrible decision. But you get for the Trojans in the 2020 class to wrap it up, um, which was a terrible class, the worst in the Pac-12, which USC having the worst recruiting class in the Pac-12 doesn't still, even and process. And still listing the recruit numbers on their 24-7 day. <laughs> No, um, then their ex receiver is Drake London. This is the year for him. Number one guy. Um, of course, across from Bruiser McCoy. Um, but Drake's the guy. And good for him. He's Great a good receiver. Him. He's a really good receiver. Uh, I don't know if he's, he's a good receiver, receiver. number one. <laughs> I, don't. I don't think he's capable of it. I don't think that he's capable of the load. Um, pause, but like. As good as he was in the last two seasons, I just don't think that he's going to be able to carry that that wide receiver one workload. I don't think he's capable of it because I don't think he's nearly as talented as, as Amon Ra was. I think that that's like a, a given. And I think that uh, Taylor, or Tyler Bonds was a very underrated piece for USC for what felt like 14 years. Losing that depth, I think, is pretty important. I don't think that they're going to be like, dead at receiver. I think they're going to be just fine. But there's going to be a much higher uh, ask of Drake London. I've seen that a lot of mock drafts have him slated to go like top 15, which is terrible, but I'm not going to complain. Um, 
And so, I mean, he has to prove that this year. He has to make himself that type of player, and I'm not sure if he's capable of doing it. I do think he's a top five receiver in the Pac-12, but I don't see him getting any higher than that. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see what he's capable of. I'm interested. However, here's where I lose faith in USC. They're a team that thrives off talent and recruiting, right? Mm-hmm. They have one blue chipper, which means four or five-star recruit, on their offensive line. One. That's rough. Now, starting, they're, they have a few on the bench. Their right tackle, Cortland Ford, really is a guy that's going to struggle because he's from the 2020 class. Um, he's a young guy, a young three-star being thrown into the fire. Drake Jackson ate him alive during the spring game and Sogol every Pac-12 edge every week. Goodness. So every week's Lotus and blind side is weak this season. And that and you hate that for your star quarterback that a lot of people are also projecting to go like top five, which is also crazy, but I'm not gonna complain. Um USC is gonna have to protect that dude. They're gonna have to keep him healthy. Cause that is a huge hole. Keaton like, Slovis, his peak is Joe Burrow. It is. Is that, that a good or, is that a good or a bad thing? I don't know. I agree. But, Joe Burrow's a weird player right now, man. Joe I, Burrow's I know, a weird but spot. The pocket movement, they both were number nine. They're both white dudes about yee high. <laughs> so, um, They're both kind they of cocky for being mad average. Yeah, I mean, if Keaton Slovis has a Joe Burrow 2019 type season this year, that would be insane. They don't that have the be, receivers to do it, though. That would be or hilarious. the offensive line. The LSU offensive because... line in 2019 is so underrated. That was one of the best offensive lines in the That was a really good offensive line. line. That was a great uh, offensive Lloyd line. Lloyd Cushenberry, Damian Lewis headlining it. That was just a great offensive line. Never really, got really any good. credit because of um, JJ and um, Jamar and Joe. but Really because of Joe. I do think that Jefferson was really underrated in 2019. Oh, yeah. He but their offensive line – but but people talked about Justin Jefferson. Oh yeah, they, they really talked about him. Yeah, they knew they knew about Justin Jefferson. But back to the Pac-12 and right. USC. I just, this roster just isn't built the way that it was in 2020. 2020, yeah. I think it's like the end of kind of their window to get a Pac-12 championship right now, and they they didn't they didn't succeed. So yeah. I think it's gonna need, it's gonna take a miracle and a really good head coaching hire after Clay Helton gets fired for for something to happen in, like, the next three seasons for them. So what do you think about Corey Foreman's decision to go to USC? How good do you think he could be this year and moving forward? I think he can be great. He's a really talented player. and He's a, he's a pure athlete, and athletes are going to find a way. Athletes always find a way. Um, yeah. But I think he's going to make a, a bigger – he's going to be better for himself than he's going to be for USC, I think. Like I think that right. he's gonna, that's a great take. Just I like Leonard, he, um, not Leonard Williams. He was on New Year's Six teams. Um, who's a good example of that? Um, Jacob Eason at Washington. <laughs> um, except, yeah, except that um, he wasn't very good. I would say like. Um, oh, true. Oh, okay, I see what you're talking about. Um, let's see. Um, I'm trying to think of an example of it. Like, shoot, um, Derek Stingley for LSU last season. Bad last year, and Derek Stingley was very good. Oh, um, 
yes, I agree with that for sure. So like I think um, JC like, Horn for South Carolina. Yeah. Perfect example. It was a really good example. He made himself a top ten pick playing on a team that won four games. Yeah. So like yeah. He, um so, yeah, that's that's what, kind of what I see for, for Corey Foreman. Not like a four game a four win team, but like, yeah, they're not gonna be right. All right, but let's get into this. How many wins are they gonna have? San Jose State. Um, they're gonna beat them. Might it won't be interesting, but there might be a pushback. It'll remind me of that uh, that Western Michigan game from 2017. Kind of like very similar teams that are like coming off of historic seasons for their school. Um, there's a lot of hype around that team. It's going to be like a really weird first half in that game. And then USC yeah. just finds a way to run away kind of in the second half. Uh, Stanford. Stanford. Mm-hmm. That's dangerous because you're in week two with a bad offensive line. Yeah, if... David Shaw coaches like a, a 2011-esque season. I could see – or a 2011-esque game here. I could definitely see Stanford winning. I don't like Which Stanford Which he pulls about season, two or three of those a year. He sure does. So, it might happen. He never does it against Washington State, thankfully. Um, then speaking, speaking of, of Washington, Washington State. Yeah. Hey, there we hey. go. All right. USC um, goes to Pullman. It, they should start 3-0. Yeah, they but should he, win that game. But if they don't, that's bad. In USC, in USC fashion, they might end up one and two in this stretch, which is crazy. But they very well could do it. I don't think so, but I don't think so. I think they could. They should be three and zero though. Um, then they got the beeves. Okay, okay, okay. Sure, <laughs> <laughs> USC. I see you. Should um, be a W. Then, then they, they got, got Colorado. <laughs> okay. We could do that. We could do that, Keaton. We could. I think Colorado might pull it out, but I don't know. Oh, I agree. They'll they'll run the ball. They'll have the ball for 40 minutes of the game and then lose at the end. That's how Colorado will play that game. Okay. Keaton Slovis will throw a game-winning touchdown luck um, to Brew McCoy on accident. On accident. (laughs) It'll get to the just like the ASU one. There we go. Uh, then they're against Utah. They're gonna lose, man. Utah has not beaten USC in the Coliseum since 1916. What? 1916. 105 years. This is the day. October this, 9th. Yeah. I think that's okay. the day it happens. I agree with you. Now, if they don't, this is kind of all our fault for bringing this up, but I'm just saying. And they got a bye week before they go to uh, 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 South Notre Bend. Dame. There we go. South Bend. I was trying to think of the city, uh, the name of the city. Uh, at Notre Dame, I don't know. They can win. These are two really stupid teams that I don't like at all. Um, but I, I'll, I, I'll take USC for the sake of the conference. Uh, then they got Arizona. They'll win that yeah. game. Uh, then they got Arizona State. They won't win that game. Yeah, that's a road game in Arizona. Yeah, I don't like that for USC. Then they're at Cal. Cal's a stupid place to play. Everyone hates going to Cal. Um, they should. They need to they move stadiums. Uh, they should win, but Cal needs to move stadiums. They need to burn down that stadium and go somewhere else. It's the um, only way they win. It is. That's stupid. Why would they burn the state? The only chance they have of winning games. Well, who said the Cal has to do it? Maybe oh. we no no never mind never mind. 
This is a joke, FBI. This is a joke. Check DM, check DM. Um, <laughs> then UCLA man. rounds out their Pac-12 schedule, which is stupid because I wanted USC to be in the mix playing for a South title week, final week. But they play stupid-ass BYU. Um, <laughs> they're going to beat BYU. And I think they're going to beat UCLA. I think they're going to lose to UCLA because why whoa, 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 whoa. Um, no, 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 no. They're going to yeah, beat look. UCLA. I said yesterday that they're going to go seven and five without looking at their schedule. I'm going to find a way to rationalize this this, this five losses. So okay. I'm, right now it's going to be Arizona State and Utah. I think the L to Notre Dame. Yeah, okay, that's an easy one. So that's three losses. UCLA, that's four, and that's three conference losses. No, I already said UCLA and Utah or Utah and uh, ASU. I mean, oh, so what are Maybe we looking you at? You have them going eight and four. Damn. They've oh, got three conference. I might go Washington State for bias, but yeah, Colorado is a much safer pick. Um, yep. So I'm looking at like eight and four, seven and five for USC. Mm-hmm. Me too. Which um, you they, you could say. I think they have a peak of ten and two though. Yeah, they have a peak of undefeated if they really wanted to, but their head coach is Clay Helton, and I mean it's USC. <laughs> what do you expect? Come on. Yeah, man. unfortunately. Unfortunately, for all those talented kids. All right, Colorado last, um, but certainly just about least. No, I'm <laughs> um, so Colorado, we've got Brandon Lewis, Eric Broussard, Dimitri Stanley, Brady Russell, and the rest are nobodies. The rest are nobodies. No, we got defensively Nate Landman, Mecky Blackman. Christian Gonzalez, Carson Wells, and the rest are nobodies. Wait, did, did you not mention Nate Landman? I did. That was you the did? first one. That was oh, the first okay, defensive I one I mentioned. Right. Okay. Cool. Um, Facts. Um. So yeah, they've got a solid roster. Um, defensively, for sure, is their best um attribute, and the fact that they have all returning O linemen. Um, and unlike U- USC, they don't really depend completely on recruiting rankings and stuff to build their team. Um, so I think an offensive lineman of experienced three-star recruits is good enough for Colorado. Meanwhile, for USC, they're gonna have a they're gonna have a heck of a time blocking. Right. Now getting into this schedule, kind of speed ran that roster, but I don't really have a ton to say about it, to be honest. Other I think than it's, it's, it's other a strong than roster, if, and Brendan yes. Lewis is the best quarterback on it. Yes, and if Brendan Lewis isn't the starting quarterback, I don't care about Colorado this year. I'm sorry. Um, I think their schedule starts off extremely difficult, but as it slowly gets easier in the midseason point, and then it gets a little tough again towards the end. So we've got um, NCU; they'll win that game. Um, then they've got um, Texas. They're just they're not, not winning that game. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's unfortunate, but it won't happen. Then they have Minnesota. Um, I don't know what Minnesota's going to be this year. They're a weird team. Me neither. Um, I think Colorado should win, though. I'll give them. Yeah, that's a that's a big game for the Pac-12. I'd say pretty big. Not huge, but I'd say I'd say Colorado winning that game would help. Yeah, for sure. I think it's definitely, and I think it definitely holds value. Um, 
So let's say that they're two and one um, in Arizona State. I would love for it to happen, but they're not going to win that game. So they might be on a three-game losing streak if things if Minnesota is good this year. Crap, I don't think. And then so. USC is next, buddy. Two and three and two, three and two. I'm going to go three and two. Three and two would be a would be a miracle. It would a miracle. I, think so. I don't think it'd be a miracle. Those four games are tough, bro. Those 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 games are not easy. But I do believe that coming out of this three and two is Colorado playing at their best. Yeah, I agree, agree with that, with that that's assessment. Why a, okay. That's why it's a miracle. You don't play at your best at the start of seasons. At least well, I don't think. But I don't think that it's a miracle, though. I think it's just them pulling out the, their potential. All right, you know what? I'll show them some respect because I think they're winning four of the next five. I off their bye. Two and three is more realistic, but three and two is possible. I have them at two and three. Then they win four or five. I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be optimistic and say three and two because you want to hate. I'm kidding. Uh, they got a bye week and then they got Arizona. That's a win. They got at California. That should be a win. Um, they got at Oregon. That will not be a win, unfortunately. Um, they got Oregon State homecoming. Should be a, a blowout victory. But uh, the 2018 Buffs. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh man! Oh man! <laughs> Oh man, <laughs> they got at UCLA. Um, that I think it's going to be a really good game. I think it's going to be a competition for like the three, four. No, mm, yeah, I think like the four and three, five. No, I think three, four. In the south, yeah. What about USC? They'll find their way in the mix. But USC is going to be fifth. They can find a way, dude. Hell no. They, they'll, I'm telling you, they'll find a way. You know what? Since two of my Colorado losses are non-conference, right? The, I'm telling you. Especially bro, because Pac- I, one of the games I have them winning is USC at home. Right. So. The Pac-12 is not that far off. If Colorado can get a win against USC and win these games that they should, pull off a game against right, UCLA, so I have Colorado in a great at, position. Damn, 5-2 and two in conference. Ooh, they're competing for a South, South title at the end of the season. They're they in a, right. They're in a great position. But they they're have to be beating, Washington in a Utah. To get they them. could be Washington, but they're not. I think I might go on a limb and say they split between Utah and Washington. They find a way to win one of those games. They're not going to win at Utah, though. They're definitely not going to win at Utah. So you're probably saying they're be- beating Washington, which I'm fine with because I also have them beating Washington. You think it's a definite that they're not winning at Utah? Yes. I love Utah. I've been on the Utah train for a while now, but I don't think that's a definite. Good football teams always find a way down the stretch. I think Colorado's a good football team. They can find a way down the stretch. Do I that think game they might do? be for the South. It could be. It very well could if be. AS, if ASU disappoints and USC disappoints, Colorado-Utah could be for the South just because of how easy Colorado's midseason schedule is and how easy their Pac-12 schedule in general is. Right, but ASU, what is it considered an ASU disappointment? Because I think Colorado has to be ASU, right? At that point, ASU can go six and three, and Colorado could go seven and two in conference. I doubt they do. But I what doubt three, that happens. But what three losses happen with ASU in this situation? This hypothetical that ASU. Okay, so quote, in a world where Colorado beats USC, 
ASU manages to lose to USC. ASU see, loses to Washington. That's what I don't see happening. They're not losing to. Um, oh, I agree. I agree with that take. I just, but then I, they lose to one of Utah, UCLA, um, Stanford. ASU just finds a way to lose a game they shouldn't lose. Basically. Okay. Stanford on a Friday is a huge example of the type of game they could lose. Herm Edwards, I don't believe in Herm Edwards to win every game he should. Oh, no, and neither do I. That's that's what I was thinking of. But, like, Jaden Daniels, bro. I love Jaden Daniels. So good. I can't bet against Jaden Daniels. And he's I think so they're deep. good, but. He's amazing. And I think their defense is football good. Is a team, football is a team game. Good defense. They have a good defense. They have do they have a good defense every week of the season though one that can sustain one that can go to cold weather in um Colorado at the end of the season might, and win oh my god Colorado at their best get with the Pac-12 South that's crazy I had them at third or fourth between them and UCLA um, UCLA which I their still think they will I still think they will be yeah yeah I I agree. But UCLA's quarterback is Dorian Thompson Robinson. And if it comes to a, a team versus team, UCLA and Colorado, I think I'm going to lean Colorado. Colorado, their path to winning the South, they probably have to beat ASU, but as I just laid out, they maybe don't. They but don't they probably have should. to. They probably will have to, but they don't necessarily have to. Because right. as we laid out in probably my favorite episode to date, ASU has a very Mickey Mouse schedule, dude. I mean, they they, they finish off the season with Oregon State and Arizona. Dude, I mean, they're handing uh, it to them on a silver platter. And Colorado uh, has to be – I think Colorado has to be Utah. I'm sorry, what happened the last time ASU went to Research Stadium? Well, they won in an end-of-season game that didn't matter. Oregon State won. Well, 2020, Oregon State did Right. I said 2019. What happened the last time ASU went to Research Stadium? They were in Research Stadium in 2020. No, they weren't. Yes, were they? they? Were. No, they weren't. Yes, they were. Then they're going three straight years? Yeah. Hell no. Yeah, I'm, they I, did. What the hell? Did. What is this? 2020 is so strange. It is. I didn't it's, know that. What the yeah. heck? So, like, ASU is... Okay, so they did win in Research State. Okay. Cool. So, okay, okay. So, really fast, before before we wrap up a, a quick, a really quick, here at the end of May, South prediction, ASU is in a weird spot. I feel like they have to be, like, flawless in this, this first four um, conference stretch between Utah, Stanford, UCLA, Colorado. I think they can survive with one loss. But um, going to the second half of Washington State, USC, and Washington, I don't think that there's a guarantee that they come out of that unscathed at this point. Oh, no. I'll lose one or two, in my opinion. They're at least losing to Washington. Yeah, I agree. Man, you I, you don't win with ASU's play style against Washington. Sorry. Yeah, I, mean, I agree. I really the mobile, like ASU. The mobile QB spread thing that doesn't really work against us. That's just not the thing. That's not the, it's not yeah, the answer. No. Um, we saw with Manny Wilkins. Now, Jaden Daniels is like 15 times upgraded Manny Wilkins, but... Um, it's Manny Wilkins on, on steroids, top seven. Yeah. Um, it's... Um, 
it, it's not – they're very different players. Yeah. But still, just with the mobile quarterback, Khalil Tate never worked against Washington well. DTR has never fared well against Washington. Now, these are all worse <laughs> quarterbacks than Jaden Daniels, I'm starting to realize. But um, but what mobile Pac-12 quarterback in the, Chris P- in the Jimmy Lake era was actually good? I don't think there is one. There has to be. Okay, hold up. Let, let's let's see here. So we're talking 2016 on because even though 2015 happened with like Vernon Adams, we couldn't stop Vernon Adams because right, that was see. before we really got going. All right. We'll go back to 2016. That's that's been good, and that they have to beat Washington, right? Like that. That's a, they don't have to beat Washington. They just have to have played Washington. Oh, uh, old dude for Utah. Their quarterback in 2016. I forget his name. It was it was something Williams. He transferred from Washington and went to Utah. He was a mobile guy. And yes, and he Washington was very out. good. He was very good. Um, he's one of those talented guys. Jane Daniels, Troy is Williams, one of those talented guy. Troy Williams. That's exactly right. And Jane right. Daniels is better than Troy Williams, I think. So. They can happen. A little bit. A little bit? Whoa. I think a lot of it. Come on now. College-wise, Troy Williams was a dog, bro. Jaden Daniels is a... I don't know, man. Oh, Jaden Daniels is better than Troy Williams. Don't get me yeah, wrong. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay. It's not, like, it's not like it's not close, though. Okay. NFL talent-wise, it's not close. No, 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 no. In terms of their potential and their peak, no. Um, if, we're, if we're looking at ASU, I still think that they have a Mickey Mouse schedule, but like I don't think that it's necessarily like a foregone conclusion that they're going to win this division. Looking at Colorado's schedule a lot closer than I did before, if they can – I just don't see them beating USC and uh, ASU, man. I just I don't, don't see, see them being able to show up every week. Yeah, I agree. But if they do, they can win it. They can. They can. This isn't too hard. It's not. Um, and if they pull a 2018 without all the losses at the end, but if they, I mean, meaning like, meaning like, meaning if like they, they can just start pull off hot, the streak, right? If they can they just start, pull off the re- they start ready and they go four and one to start the season with two and zero oh in the Pac-12. They may have already won the South. Very well, they very well can. Because you beat ASU and USC, you just got to worry about Utah. You put yourself and in a hell of a position. Because then you. Get a buy. You get Arizona off a buy. You're gonna win that game. You get Cal. You're probably four and zero now. Oregon. You're probably gonna lose. No, but everyone yeah. loses sometimes, man. You just gotta take the punches, get back up, and keep fighting. But then at this point, I think that they have to beat UCLA. UCLA is a must win at this end of happening. Even even in this scenario where they beat both. Yeah, I would. I would think so. Gotta win. I think that you. I think you want to win that game, but you don't gotta because well, then because you're, look, because you still only have you... two conference losses, and Utah isn't going into the final week. Oh, but they're gonna lose to Washington, probably. They're, exactly, they're going to lose to Washington. UCLA is a must win. You can't come off two straight losses and expect to play at your best at Utah, and, and that's just not gonna happen. I don't see that happening. And, and Utah probably won't have two losses. Wait, no, they, they will. They, they'll have two. They'll have two. They'll have two. And Oregon, may, Oregon, maybe. Probably, maybe I don't, or, think that I don't know I don't because think one of my Oregon losses is Utah. 
See, I, I think that they beat Oregon, and I don't think that there was right. an issue either. Because I'm high on Utah. That's crazy, you know what? bro. They're pro- Utah's probably going to lose to USC. When the more I think about it, probably. They probably just because it's they just they just don't get it done in that stadium. Um, and Utah, Utah's the type of team where they don't have the explosion on offense to where they can lose any game with a, to a team marginally close to as talented as them. Like, that's why I fear Washington State in September for them. I know it's in Rice Eccles Stadium. That's a game to look out for because yeah. Washington State, they their offense gets hot. Utah, Utah can't score with you know, a hot offense. I'm sorry. I'm not, yeah. wor- I'm, not, I'm not worried about us getting hot. I'm worried about us staying consistent. We have to continue to put together a full four quarters of work. We scored 28 in the first two halves and quit. Um. Yeah, I mean WSU. Can't, yeah, they can't do what they did last year on offense. That ain't gonna. We work. did it multiple at times. Least, at least they can't implode on defense again. Like, yeah, or implode completely as a football team again. Like, that was embarrassing. Just be competent for long enough. That's all I really want. Yes, but Washington State can win that game. Wow. ASU's in research three straight years. That will never happen again. That's some incredible stuff. Is that the only three straight year thing? Um, off the top of my head that I can think of, yes. Um, Washington State played. No, Washington State's going to do it with Utah. We You're going to Rice Utah. Eccles three straight yeah, years? We, yeah, we played at, at Utah in 2019 early in the season. And then we played them at... Um, Utah this year, and then we're playing them at Utah in 2021. Okay, I see. I'm starting to see your um, disappointment with the way the schedule is laid out. Right? Like, I don't want to change it too much because I'm tired of schedule changing. I totally get that argument, but that's not fair. Three straight road games against one team, that's kind of ridiculous. But at least moving forward, it's – at least moving forward, it's not going to happen again. Yeah, you're going to get bad. you're going to yeah. get 2022 in Pullman, unless you don't play Utah. But you're going to get the next one in Pullman either way. Um, let's right. see. I'm going to go to your 2022 schedule real quick. Let's see if it's set up that way. Yeah, Utah goes to Pullman. Ooh, yeah, so it'll, a it'll lot of good teams go to Pullman next year, 2022. ASU goes year? to Pullman. Oregon mm. goes to Pullman. Utah awesome. goes to Pullman. Washington goes to Pullman. Talk to him. 2022, our North Championship year. Come on now. You're and beating all them teams. A, and we and we have a a, a a um a resume booster against Wisconsin playoff year. Come on now. Call Wisconsin up? a resume booster for the Cougs. That's all What's they are up? to you. That's all they are. I ain't worried about no damn Wisconsin. What's up? Yeah, I'd worry a little bit about Wisconsin. What's up, Clamp? Come on now. Come on, bro. <laughs> That was fun. As of right now, I'm going to pick Utah to win the South, and I'm going to pick Colorado to finish third, UCLA I'm four. I'm sticking with my guy, ASU, but hey, I'm a little more scared after today. USC at five? No, I ain't Arizona at I got six. USC at three still. I do. Okay. I'm cool with USC at three. Um, I'm also cool with Utah at two. Am I cool? Yeah, I'm cool with Utah too. Um Great. You know, I'm not as much of a believer in Utah as you are, though. I think you need receivers in this day and age. 
and they got good. They got they got solid ones. They got a really good one today or yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, they got a real good one. They ain't got real as good. good of receivers as any of them teams in the South. Um, oh, ASU definitely ASU. Like their only competition. Well, that's very mean. But their only like true South competition, I think, is right now ASU. Nothing. ASU got good receivers. Up pretty well. ASU's gonna have good receivers this year. Do you not think that Utah has like at least nearly as good of value at that position? I don't. Wow. Um, I think okay. I think what's going to happen this year with ASU's receivers, they're going to pop off. Um, it's not going to be Pearsall. He's going to be solid, but it's going to be um, all of them guys in the 2020 gonna... class. I think Johnny Wilson's the worst of them, but LV Bunkley Shelton's going to go crazy this year. Like okay. all Pac-12 type crazy. I don't say all Pac-12 13. Possibly, but he's going like to go crazy. Um, yeah, sure. Johnny Wilson is going to be better, though. He's not going to be dropping Yeah, he's not going to be, no. Jalen Conyers is the X Factor. Okay, and then they got that dude from, uh, excuse me, Mississippi State the other day. And they got the dude from Utah. Yeah, they got some, they got, they've got guys for Jaden Daniels, which they did not have last year, which is something that I really like. And you never know what Elijah Badger's up to this offseason. Right. Dudes like that, um, you never know. You never know. All right, let's let's wrap this up with some questions. Woo, we got a few. We don't have. Podcast. Oh, obviously, we don't have. We don't have many, but we got a few. So we're gonna run through them real quick. Um, Logan Parish Eleven asks, Max Borgie underrated, overrated, or just right? Um, <sighs> just right when it's people who aren't stupid. That's people who thinking. watch the Pac-12 will say Max Borgie is the best running back in the Pac-12. So how is he underrated? But people right. that don't watch the Pac-12 don't, don't rank him at like 44 in the country. Right. So I. So he's underrated by them nationally. I also do think that he can be a little bit overrated by Coug fans. Um. So I think that he falls just right in the middle. I think he's just right. Incredibly underrated by people that don't watch the Pac-12. <laughs> Most of the. Time. Do they count? <laughs> they no, do their opinions right. matter. They don't. They don't. Um, but overrated a bit by Coog fans. And then just right by people that like know what they're talking about for the most part. So I, th- I would say right in between for, for Max Borgie. Um, then Labias asks us, uh, how good is Anthony Brown? We didn't talk about Oregon this episode. Well, it, nearly as much as we probably would on a regular day, but... Yeah, That's a I, I do. It is. Um, I kind of want to start this off in relation to Tyler Shuck. Anthony Brown is not much better, <laughs> and in, this is not a disrespect to Anthony Brown because I think he's a good dude, and he did his job to a pretty pretty good level last year. But what y'all got to understand is there's a reason that he did not win that job last year. And I don't know why Mario Cristobal and why Oregon fans are giving him the job this early and why they're trying to sell us that he is just some star now. Um, Right. Now, I'll tell you something that's very interesting. People will say Tyler Shuck was the starter because he was in the program. But Joe Moorhead was a new OC and QB's coach. Exactly. That is ridiculous. He does not know Tyler Shuck. He sized up Shuck and Brown and chose Chuck. 
he sized them up with 50-50 chance and chose Tyler Shuck. Right. So when you look at that, that's an issue. That's an issue. If you want, and if you want to talk about this experience thing and being in the program and being around college football, Anthony Brown was a three-year starter. He started for yeah. three years at Boston College, and he ain't do shit last year when he played. He did a right. little bit. We're going to talk about the jump, the Tebow jump pass against USC. You want me to take that serious? Derrick Henry did that. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> like. Is he capable of leading this offense with this many stars? I don't think so. And his job is hard. hard. It, right. I don't think his job is hard. But Tyler Shaw damn do well, well couldn't do it. I think, think he'll be, be fine. fine enough to win nine games. But Tyler Shuck damn well couldn't do it. And if he didn't beat out Tyler Shuck, I don't. Not a lot gives me confidence that he's going to be able to do it himself. I think he'll do a decent job. I think he'll be better than Tyler Shuck, but not much better. Not that much better than what people are giving him credit for. Yeah, he's um, not a and he's And he's definitely not going to be the reason Oregon wins any more games than what they're expected to right now. So that's, that's how I feel about that. Oregon can't win more games than they're expected to. I mean, they're expected to go crazy this year. Well, I get expected and expected to in relation to how we view them as pretty semi-realistic Pac-12 fans. Right? Is that uh, fair? Yes. Okay. Got any more questions? That's that's it. That's it. That's it. That's all that we have for tonight. That's all we have for tonight. Okay. Okay. You ready to wrap this up? Any final yes. thoughts? Final thoughts. Um, Colorado has an easier schedule than I thought. How it, we agree. need Brendan Lewis. If Brendan Lewis is a star, you've got yourself a little bit of a shot there, Colorado. I'm yes, not gonna sir. lie. Come on. Um, not too, not a good shot, but you got a little shot there. You um, got a chance. So good for you, Colorado. Um, shout out Jaden Daniels. Shout out Cal. Not really. Um, shout out USC. Um, shout out. What was the other team we covered? Um, Arizona. Um, yeah. Um, Jet yeah. Fish. You know what I mean. Um. My yeah, that's all I got. Shout out to all of them. Yeah, yes, sir. Uh, thank you guys for joining us. Uh, we'll be back sooner than it took us to uh, come back this time. Thank you guys for listening. And peace out.